episode of the Queen of Podcast podcast. I am a couple days late in recording this podcast episode. I planned to do it on Tuesday, but the start of this week for me was, let's be completely transparent and call it what it was. It was a shit show. (laughs) I was in my feelings Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and I did not start feeling more like myself until just yesterday. And that, my friend, is a part of life. And the reason that I share is because it's like we get to feel those things. We get to have days where our emotions don't feel good. Maybe our mood feels a little bit unstable. It's just a part of being a human. And something for me that I realized is like I track my periods intentionally like, wow, we're just really jumping right in. We're 50 seconds into the podcast and let's talk about my period. (laughs) Sorry if it's TMI, but I track my periods intentionally because, and my mood around my periods, I was diagnosed with premenstrual dysphoric disorder when I was like 19. And I was put on a very popular brand of birth control at that time that was like meant to help with mood stabilization. And I was on it for years and years, but then I was taken off because I was having some kind of chest pain. I don't even really remember what happened, but I went to the hospital and I was in the ER and they were like, we just recommend like, you shouldn't be on birth control. Like it's very bad for your body. And then I got off of the birth control and I've really just worked on stabilizing my own mood. And for the most part, I'm really, really good at doing it. The mindset work has been immensely powerful in helping me feel better day to day in my life. And normally around my period, it's very controllable for me. But the thing that happened this month that I think was like really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was I was away in Canada with my coach and I was on the highest of highs. It was 36 hours of like pure joy and pure bliss and pure like actual happiness. Like from day to day, most days, I think I feel very content. My mood is like very, very neutral. I'm not like super high and I'm not super low. I'm just like in this very neutral place, which I absolutely love. Like that's what I seek is like contentment, inner peace, and just feeling super stable in my life. But anytime that something happens where my mood goes like really, really high, and you may experience this in your own life, there's like kind of a crash that happens on the other side, right? It's like a roller coaster. It's like, going up to the top and then you're up there at the top and then all of a sudden you drop and you're like, whoa, fuck, (laughs) this was intense. So I think that my period being coupled with coming down from that high of the weekend, because literally it was the most beautiful and amazing experience that I've had in the last couple of years, just it's crazy. And it makes me so excited because if you're listening and you're a part of the spark mastermind, I'm literally shaking thinking about how exciting it's going to be to be in a room with so many of you. I have six or seven women from my spark mastermind coming to this retreat with me in November in Phoenix. And my heart is just going to burst. It's just going to burst. I, I literally don't know how physically I'm going to be able to contain all of the feelings that I'm feeling. It's going to be so emotional and so powerful. And there's going to be so much energy. And I'm just so incredibly excited. And I have so much to share. Like, I just am still processing through what this past weekend was like for me, but just so many powerful realizations in my life. And it's crazy, because I am pretty sure I shared this on the podcast, I was trying to talk myself out of going to this experience. I was like, well, here are the reasons why I shouldn't. And here are the reasons why it might be hard. And here are the reasons why I can't. And we do this all of the time as human beings, when something brings up a feeling of like, ooh, that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. We're so quick to want to talk ourselves out of doing the thing that on the other side, it is always so freaking amazing. I am so happy that I went. I 
my connection with my coach is just a hundred times deeper. I see her differently. I know she sees me differently. We feel so much closer to one another. So powerful. I made truly what I believe will be a lifelong friend with one of the girls that was there with me. I just, it's so special and it's so amazing. And I am just thrilled because I've, I have so much coming up in my life. Like I I have my event with Athleta where I'm going to get to meet a handful of my clients. And then I have something so incredible in the works where I'm going to get to go and speak to middle school girls about their relationship with themselves. And I'm just like freaking out about that. And then I have my retreat for the Spark Mastermind. So many in-person things happening and so much of it. It makes me feel nervous AF. Like it really does. Like I was saying to my husband last night, I want so badly to be like, yes, I'm doing motivational speaking and so much of the work that I do with my clients and even with the podcast and like other things that I'm doing. But I want to be in front of people feeling that real life energy, sharing the message that I have to share and speaking to a younger generation is something that is so important to me because I think about what would my life be? How would my life be different if I would have known some of the things that I know now. So if I have the opportunity to reflect some of this to a young woman who is finding herself, my gosh, I can't imagine how that would make me feel in my life. And I'm just so excited for these opportunities that are starting to unfold for me. And it feels like it's all happening so quickly. And it's insane. It brings me to tears, literally in tears right now. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place, but there's just literally so much happening in my life. Yesterday, I realized that my business crossed a huge, big, my biggest milestone yet. And I cannot wait to share it with you guys. I'll be celebrating tomorrow and then sharing um, over the weekend. But since I'm probably going to release this podcast episode this afternoon or tomorrow morning, I am going to wait to share that celebration on Instagram. So you'll want to keep an eye out for that. My husband and I are going on a huge dinner date and I'm ordering myself some balloons, huge, huge milestone in my business. And it's just crazy. It is so insane to sit and look and reflect on my life about just the growth. And it's incredible who we're capable of becoming. And I I share this again, like I always say, to encourage you to go become the woman that you really want to be. I know sometimes where we are right now, and the dream that we have for our life, it feels so far away. And we think, well, how am I going to get from point A to point Z? How am I going to get there? It doesn't matter. Like, I just want to encourage you, look at what is right in front of you and take that first step. What is the first thing that is right in front of you? What is one step that you can take today? And then wake up tomorrow and ask yourself again, what is one step that I can take today? And then wake up the next day and ask yourself again, what is one step that I can take today? I didn't get here overnight. It's been five years that I've been working on improving myself two years in my business, nine years on social media. None of this happened overnight. It feels like things are starting to unfold really, really quickly at this point, but it's also like there has been so much work to get to this point and there's still so much work. I'm in one of the busiest seasons of my life and I look at my calendar and sometimes I'm like, whoa, like, can I keep up with this? Am I capable? But then it's like, of course you are because I've built that belief in myself. And I know that the women in my world, that's what they crave. They crave to be able to see the vision that they have for their lives and know I'm I'm capable of being a woman who can handle that. How amazing, how, how fucking amazing. It's just, 
It's so beautiful. Okay. So enough of that. Canada was amazing. My business is booming right now. A million things going on. I have my Athleta event coming up in Newark, Delaware in just a week. Oh my goodness. If you're not registered for that and you want to come, it's crazy. I have people traveling from Virginia, New Jersey, New York, and potentially Texas to come and hang out with me for just one day. And it's like, that's fucking epic. But then I think about it and I'm like, of course the women in my world would be willing to do that. I literally flew to another country to spend 36 hours with somebody. I paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to go to an event to spend ultimately just a couple of hours with somebody, right? A lot of the time was in the morning and in the evening by myself. But of course the women in my world will be willing to do that because they see the power of being with somebody, being next to somebody, being in somebody's energy, having conversations. Like I just can't, I can't wait for all of it. But the purpose of today's podcast was to talk about something that you have probably seen me talking about on my social media over the last couple of days. I received a comment and I just want to preface before we jump into this, none of this is for like pity or like, oh, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. Or I don't need to be told like, do you ignore the trolls? Like guys, I'm very well aware of that. I've been sharing my life on social media in front of hundreds of thousands of people for a very long time. I am very well aware that I need to have thick skin, which I do. I'm very well aware that there are trolls who will talk shit about me because they do. I am very well aware that there are people who will stalk my account just to say mean things about me. It it happens. Like I totally get that. This is not to give attention to other people um, for being negative people, but this is to talk about bringing awareness to something that I think needs to be talked about. And I think it's something very important for me to address because words can hurt. And yes, I have done an immense amount of work to be a woman who can handle these types of conversations and these types of comments. But I also want to remind you of some things in case you're at a place where you're maybe not in a position mentally or emotionally, where you're able to handle comments like this, or maybe you see something happening, or comments being said, and it triggers you to do things in your life that you're working to get away from. So over the weekend, if you missed it, there is a reel on my um, Instagram feed where I'm like stunning, fucking gorgeous, walking in this black Fashion Nova dress, which so many of you asked for the link. So I'm going to make myself a note right now to put the link to that dress in the show notes of this episode. Stunning dress. So gorgeous, like literally made for my body. It was so good. I was feeling myself. I It was like a little boomerang of me walking and like it was hot and I looked, I looked great. I looked great. Anyways, I got a comment in my DMs. that says, why did you get so fat again? Or something along those lines. I literally read it, screenshotted it to save for using as an example, and then deleted it. I don't have conversations back and forth with these people. Generally, I don't entertain this type of stuff, but it's something that I think is important for me to talk about. I have very openly shared that yes, from my lowest weight of 150 pounds, I have gained weight. What I was doing to live in a 150 pound body at five foot nine, I was quite literally nearly starving myself. I was living off of rice cakes, egg whites, and protein bars. I was intentionally skipping meals. I was working out for an hour and a half a day, like nearly seven days a week. I had completely given up alcohol. I was not going to social events. I didn't have a life, didn't even want to have a bridal shower because I didn't want to be around food. What I was doing to get to that place was incredibly unhealthy and not sustainable long term. And there came a point for me, if you know my journey and my story, where healing my relationship with food became my number one priority for myself. So 
I stopped dieting. I learned about intuitive eating. I started practicing mindful eating. I started bringing awareness to creating habits and consistency in my life that were maintainable for me long term. And I let go of the desire to shrink my body. I stopped tying it. I talked about this today on a feed post, improving my relationship with my body. And and what I really started working on was creating body neutrality, where my worth and my success as a human being and my happiness, none of it is directly correlated to my physical appearance. Like I've really worked on that because it's very important for me and for you too, to recognize that your body is going to change. Your weight may fluctuate. We're all going to get old. We're all going to have wrinkles. Our skin is going to sag. Like for me and you, probably our boobs are going to be hanging down to our belly button one day. And that all gets to be okay. And I think when we, especially as a woman, and I'm speaking for myself, when I had been dieting for what felt like the large majority of my life and had this very unhealthy relationship with food where I was binge eating and emotionally eating and using food as a coping mechanism, so much of my focus for my whole life was around food and my body and my weight and what I looked like and when I could eat or if I couldn't eat. And I just realized this is not, this is not a fulfilling life for me. And I don't think it's a fulfilling life for anybody. At the end of the day, I don't think our entire life focus should be around food unless of course, like that's your job and maybe you're in the fitness and and wellness industry, then okay, maybe sure it takes up a little bit more of your brain capacity, but for the average woman, I don't think it's healthy for us to be consumed with these thoughts. I don't think it's healthy for that to be the number one thing that we're thinking about in our lives. So someone had said that I got fat and I used this as an example. And then something else came up in the comments. The the reason I shared it was because I I really want to bring awareness to number one, be a nice fucking human being. It's, it's really not that hard. If you don't have anything nice to say, sure, you're entitled to your opinion. But if your opinion makes you look like an asshole, like let's all just keep that to ourselves. And that's my opinion. And you're here on my podcast choosing to listen to my opinion. Someone coming into my DMs, they're intentionally sharing their opinion with me that no offense, I don't really give a fuck about your negative opinion. Wow. I just like, it's just truly how I feel. And if you're somebody who shares your life on social media, you get it and you get to a point where you're just like, was it really necessary for you to say that? And the reason that it hurts me is because I'm hurting for them. It's like, I'm not hurting for me. Somebody else is projecting this, but The reason that I share this, and I think it's important to share, is because I know that there are women in my world who are working on healing their relationship with food. And maybe you're working on overcoming binge eating and emotional eating and healing your relationship with your body and the scale and and letting go of dieting and all these things. And a comment like, you got fat a couple of years ago would have triggered me right back into not eating, taking water pills, over-exercising, starting another restrictive diet, and intentionally trying to manipulate my body. It would have done that to me a few years ago. I'm at a place now where it doesn't do that to me because I know that, number one, my body is nobody else's business. And if I did get fat, okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. But then there was an assumption that was made afterwards that I really wanted to speak on. And and this is when I decided I was going to record a podcast episode on this. There was a comment left by somebody that said, it does look like you've gained weight. And it makes me curious if you are still binge eating or emotionally eating. And I have so much to say about this. And I think it's so important that if you're a woman who is working on improving your relationship with food, that you hear this. Your relationship with emotional eating or binge eating has zero to do with your physical appearance and what your body looks like. 
Improving your relationship with food has everything to do with your relationship with food and has nothing to do with your body. So for many of my clients, because they've been on yo-yo diets for a large majority of their life, when we start doing this work together, they lose weight. I have clients who have lost 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 20 pounds, 40 pounds, 30 pounds, and they're maintaining weight loss. And that's amazing for them. For myself personally, when I started doing this work, it was when I was at a place that I was at a low weight that was unsustainable for me. So if my body puts on 20, 30 pounds, guess what? I'm going to be okay with that because the weight that I was at when I started doing this work was not sustainable for me. And that gets to be okay. But I just want to make this 1 million percent clear for any woman who is listening that is struggling with this, your body has nothing to do with your relationship with food. I am 100% free from binge eating and emotional eating. I cannot tell you the last time that I planned a binge and went and bought food and sat down and ate a whole pizza and two pints of Ben and Jerry's and a bag of chips and a bag of candy, which is what I used to do on a very regular occasion. I can't tell you the last time that I was upset about something or stressed or happy and went to my kitchen and raided my kitchen and ate like a zombie. I can't tell you the last time that I was upset, crying and hurt in my life and thought, I'm just going to eat a pint of ice cream to soothe this. I do not use food as a coping mechanism anymore. I do not use food as an outlet for my feelings. I no longer binge and I no longer emotionally eat. Does that mean that my relationship with food is perfect? Absolutely not. Of course not. There's no relationship in life that is perfect. And your relationship with food isn't going to be perfect either. But I want you to really clearly hear and understand that if you gain weight, it doesn't mean that you are not improving your relationship with food. And I just, I need to say this because I need the woman who isn't prepared to handle these words to have this in the back of her mind, should somebody make a comment about your weight? Because the sad thing is like, it's not just on social media that this happens there. I can remember years ago, and I I think I've even talked about this before on the podcast. I know I have inside of programs, but my husband, his grandmother has made comments about my weight nearly every single time that she's seen me, whether I was at 150 pounds, whether I was at 180 pounds, no matter where I am, She has something to say about my body and my weight. And I wish that this was something that I could change by myself, right? But I can't. I can't change other people. I can't change the way that they feel about themselves, that they feel like they need to protect these feelings. I can't change the stigmas maybe that they have about people's body and weight. I can't change maybe their unhealed traumas or their unhealed issues within themselves or insecurities that they're projecting in this way. I can't change that. But I can set boundaries, I can be firm and sticking up for myself, and I can tell people to stop talking about my body. And I want to encourage you, if you're a woman who is working on healing your relationship with food, and these types of conversations are ones that you normally engage in, where maybe you're talking about other people's bodies, or people talk to you about your body, or whatever that is, I want to encourage you to stop. Because it's not healthy for you to remain immersed in that type of conversation if you're trying to heal. And if that means setting boundaries, if that means sticking up for yourself, if that means not talking to certain people all the time, if it means saying, I don't want to talk about that anymore, if it means telling people, I told you I don't want to talk about that anymore, I know that it's hard. But I also know that it's incredibly important, especially if those types of conversations trigger you to want to go back to behaviors that are extremely unhealthy for you. So 
obviously I don't know your story, but I know mine. And I know that where I am right now, I can handle a comment like you got fat (laughs) and it doesn't bother me because at the end of the day, I know that I'm the healthiest mentally and physically and emotionally that I've ever been before in my life. I, for the first time in my life, truly see food as just food. I, for the first time in my life, fully accept every part of me. I, for the first time in my life, am consistent with the habits and routines and rituals that make me thrive as a human being inside and out. That is what I've been seeking in my life. And I know that for so many of you, it's what you're seeking too. And we tend to believe that it's going to come from our bodies. So a comment like, you gained weight or you got fat can crush you and it can make you feel like I need to go on another diet because I need to achieve what I think I need to achieve because of the way that other people make me feel. Do not let other people project their own shit onto you. I said in the comment of the reel that I posted when I talked about this, I am so happy that I cleaned my own shit up so I can be a good human in this world. We just have to think about how much is somebody hurting or how miserable is somebody in their own life that they project in this way, that they go out of their way to say things to people to try and intentionally hurt them. Do not allow the comments or opinions of other people about your body and your relationship with food encourage you to go back to behaviors that you are trying to get away from. That is why I wanted to share this message with you because I know that me a few years ago would have been incredibly triggered and incredibly hurt. And I just wanted to share a little bit of my strength with you and remind you that if you're on a path to healing your relationship with food and releasing binge eating and releasing emotional eating, that I am so incredibly proud of you. And I want you to stay the course. Okay. Do not quit because of what other people are saying about you. Your body is none of their fucking business. Okay. I love you guys so much, so, so much. If you haven't already, please leave a rating and review on the podcast. It's very simple. You can just search the Purple Podcast app. Go to my show, The Queen of Pep Talks, and you can click the fifth star, type in a short little review. It doesn't have to be anything crazy long. I appreciate you guys so, so much. I love you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.